what got us to make this podcast what drove us to brought us to this point that we're in right now same reason you're watching this and you're listening to this right now you're here to learn how to get better with women oh i'll tell you where it all began it was fourth grade we were we've been in the same class we were in the same class in school forever since like second grade and at that point we were already best friends yeah, and shit man. and i remember we both had a, a crush on the same chick she was the baddest chick in the class in third grade at the yeah. time everybody knew it it was obvious some cute redhead with freckles so she at like at one point she got sat in front of me in class and yeah. like they moved our seats or whatever and then I, I had to like work on a project with her and this other kid i was so nervous and i didn't know what the fuck to do that i ended up i ended up fucking like just embarrassing myself to impress this chick to like make her laugh like she would keep laughing like the kid would push me to the floor and then like she laughed mad hard me and him kept fighting to like impress her and shit she just kept giggling and like yeah that was my first earlyhood simping my first earlyhood child my early childhood simping and i remember you pointing that shit out to me yo you fucking did I? Later on, I don't yo, remember that bro, shit. Later on at lunch, we was eating or whatever, and then you was talking about it. He was like, yo, you were making a fucking ass of yourself. I was like, what? I was making her laugh, bro. And he was like, nah, you were you were just embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself for this chick. And I was like, yo. Really? Jesus. This nigga is right, yo. This kid was nine years old. Nine years old showing me not to simp. Of course, you know, at the time, I didn't really get it, but... Maybe it's because I learned, because I did the same shit too, but I did it probably even fucking early. Yo, I, my first crush, that yeah. was first grade, so, and it was this chick with glasses. She had <laughs> buck teeth and glasses, and she just looked like the cutest little bunny chick, and I just had an old D fucking crush on her, man. And every day, she would read this book called My Cat and the Computer, and I would read it with her. I would read it, uh, the second copy and it was like a ritualistic thing. And I just did it every day till eventually she broke first and just stopped and read some other shit. And I'm still there with the book like a dumbass. And it was just like, I should have stopped first. <laughs> even though that still ain't really game. Just, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. It's just, I was just, you know, I was just trying to... Yeah, man, you don't know what to do. So you just try to get any kind of... You just try to extract any positivity by doing some positive shit, which is usually at the expense of your your spine, man. Your manhood. So that's what happened. Even as a kid. So... Your boyhood, man. Facts, you start building up these badass habits. And then by the time you're really, really, really into chicks and you're really, you're really like... Man, yo, matter of fact, hold on, I gotta stop. I, I got I got a worse You think that story's bad? I got oh, you right now, yo. Nah, go ahead. That chick, that same chick you talking about, the the redhead chick? Mm-hmm. She lost her ring one time and it was this nice ring. It had her name on it. I think it was like a real gold ring or some oh, shit. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And she lost it and I found the shit. And I didn't say shit. I just took it home with me like a dickhead. Oh, shit. Right? But in my mind, I was just going to return it the next day and act like, oh, I found it or some shit. And be the hero, basically. Wow, real. Oh, shit. Real charming guy. Yeah. 
So I can try to Cinderella glass fucking shoe her with the fucking ring. Basically, yeah, man. Um, so the next day, no, his was worse. Here's my genius plan. My genius plan was to pretend to propose to her, but just play it off like it was a joke. Oh, like, shit. oh, I found your ring. Like, will you marry me? And then just, ah, here's your ring. But just play it off like a joke. But it's just one of those things that you think is clever when you have no game. But in reality, <laughs> it's not clever at all. And you know what happened? I went, and she was in the office or some shit, and her mom was with her, so I couldn't do it. So I just gave her the ring. So it was kind of anticlimactic, but yeah. looking back, I was always glad that her mom was there and I didn't do it. Yeah, because <laughs> it saved you from the fucking embarrass, embarrassing simping that yeah. you were about to do, yeah. But that just goes to show you how how just naturally shit usually guys are. But girls. is it natural? Because you watch TV and you may think you're a little kid, but you soak that shit in quick, man. When you watch a movie... It's the damsels in the distress, and you're slaying dragons, and then you're like, hey, my princess, you playing Mario, you got to save Peach, right? You got to go through all this gauntlet while she's just there. You have this image in your head, like, I'm going to come and do some magical crazy thing to impress her. I got to kill Bowser or some shit. So you, you come, you, I feel like you come into it at a very early, at just a very early age, earlier than you probably even think. But that's what happens. It's it's almost it was almost a necessity for us to fucking crash and burn that hard young. Cause that's what led us to wanna get better. If we were already, you for know, sure. kinda like kinda smooth, we'd just be like all the other like regular smooth guys that you see that don't yeah, necessarily yeah, take yeah. games serious. Uh-huh. They they end up doing same shit anyways, but they they're kind of smooth, so they figure out a way to get chicks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We weren't, mm-hmm. we didn't crash and burn. Hard. We would have never. Yeah, That's exactly. a very good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because usually, it's just like the um the frog in the boiling pot of water. You know, if you just throw him in there while it's boiling, he's gonna be like, oh, what the fuck. But if you just slowly simmer him, he's gonna slowly die. Like if you're at the point where it's like you're just good enough, like I just smoke a couple blunts a day, or I just you know. I beat off a while, play video games, you you have just enough to make it through the day. If you're just good enough with chicks, you may never have that motivation to be like, yo, I'm really going to get good with girls. I'm really going to have this part of my life handled. Or I'm going to do some crazy shit, like have fucking five sums or three sums. You're never going to take it that far because you're already decent, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like you said, bro. A lot of times those dudes, they start off really hot when they're young. Then eventually they get, you know, they just get they a soft spot. Out. I was the man in high school, bro. I yeah. was the fucking man. And now that pretty girl is fucking washed up and bitching at him. And he's washed up. And he got bad habits from all the partying and social circle game he was running. But now his social circle's all washed up and married and shit. Getting bitched at by their wives. And it's just, yeah. There goes that. The downward spiral. But... The rise and fall of the, I don't know, I guess the average alpha male, I guess you could say. That pushed us into what? We were like, since we crashed and burned, it just piqued our interest to see something. It's like, oh, this is a skill. This is something I could get good at. Like, yeah. this is not just Well, I was in my shit. first, like, that wasn't my first run in with the shit. That was the first time I seen it, like, like 
like on the TV, exactly. like on the like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides the like you fucking googling on your laptop on your 1998 Mac, whatever your <laughs> fucking 2000 Windows. But that XP. that's that's more proof than anything else. Not not not, not that not that, but the results the results you get. That's why ultimately it doesn't come down to anybody could fake. Infinite. Not to say that that was the case. I'm not saying that. Absolutely not. I'm not. I don't know what the fuck is up with anything unless I'm the person doing the shit. But results, man. It's like if I go out and I tell you guys, hey, do this, and then you go out and it works. That's as real as proof as that's more real than any fucking thing on video. Also, just so you guys know, all this is taking place in New York City. And when you're a kid growing up in New York City, you don't really register shit as like, oh, this is the most famous city in the country, or like hyped up, or whatever you want to fucking call it. But as you grow older, then you start to realize it, but you're kind of privileged. Like, we were around a lot of pretty girls of different races, and that shit was amazing. So as a young kid, I don't know what it was, but I was just really into girls, like... I didn't really give a fuck about a lot of shit. I was, like, in class, like, man, that that chick is just so pretty. But I was shy as fuck, man, because the truth is, you know, I was born to immigrant parents, and, you know, my pops was Puerto Rican, and my mom was Chinese, and, you know, my mom was a pretty ruthless Chinese lady sometimes, and my pops was a straight-edge, blue-collar, you know, Puerto Rican, working-class cat from New York City, so... But the thing was, uh, out of him, out of all my uncles and him, he was the most straight edge. Like he, hmm. he knew because we grew up in the Bronx, so we grew up near near Little Italy. So certain parts were good, you know. Like we were around Italians, we were around um, Fordham University at one point. It was a lot of different races, but there were definitely certain bad parts of the neighborhood, like very close by, easily. And he was very overprotective. So because of that, I was shy, bro. I was like. Like, uh, sheltered and shit. Yeah, and the, the, the ironic the part was, the ironic part was, yeah, like, it, it was probably more so my dad that made me early on really shy and whatnot because I was just, he was just over, he was protecting this shit. I, you, I don't know if you can even say overprotecting considering where we was at or yeah. things that could possibly happen. You never know. Maybe that one day he wasn't overprotected. My ass could have got kidnapped. You never know. But, um... That that came with its own set of challenges, though, because I'm an Asian kid. You know, I'm a Chinese Puerto Rican kid, but I look very Asian. My my mom's genes are very strong. So when I'm in school, I'm already sticking out like a fucking sore thumb. Like, you already know, man. You go in, kids are, like, pulling their eyes back, ching chong. Before I even know what the fuck, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. They're just doing this shit to me. And then I met Juice around third grade, was it, man? Third grade. Long time. Second grade. Second grade, shit. That's how long ago it was. Yeah, man. This dude's been my best friend since we was kids. And I'm and I didn't just drag him along. Like part of the reason was because we were both just we had that same passion. We both got into chicks at the same time. I learned shit from him. There's certain things that he's done. I consider him like the natural between us two. Because what basically happens was we grew up, we grew up, we grew up. That's some hood shit, right? That's that hood coming out of me. We grew up, yo. We was grooving up. <laughs> <laughs> so we grew up. <laughs> now, yeah, man, we grew up and as little kids, he eventually moves to Florida. 
like during our middle school years was pretty key developmental years and he came back to New York and we hadn't spoken years or whatever the fuck. Last time we spoke we were like what, like nine or ten or something ten or some shit, right? And then we yeah. spoke again mm-hmm. like fourteen. The moment we spoke, it didn't take long before we were just like, yo, like let's go with the bitches. Like we were just <laughs> instantly yeah, on that shit. Yeah. And at that time, I had just started getting into it like for a year or two. I basically, I was online one day. I'm on the internet. I'm on this website called E-Bombs World, which is like one of the many media sites. Before YouTube, before the funny shit was on YouTube, it would just be on random funny joke sites like funnyjoke.com. I don't know if people remember that in the early days of the internet. humor back in the day. Yep, exactly, man. E-Bombs World, et cetera. Yep. And I was there, and there was just a random link about like attracting women and normally i wouldn't click some shit like that because it sounds like an ad but that day i was just like you know it just sounded interesting so i just clicked the shit and here comes the era of cocky funny (laughs) i came across a page i came across a page that (laughs) i came across a page that basically talked about just not kissing up to girls and instead teasing them and whatnot and just being Cocky Funny by a, a very well-known dating coach way back in the day, um, David D'Angelo, a guy who's, you know, he, he's a cool guy. He put in a lot of work for dudes back in the day, and he never yeah. would got into all the drama. He kind was of just, a pioneer. Yeah, he's just always a consistent dude. He helped start me, and at the end of the day, I'll pay homage to that. I'm not one of the people out here who's just going to pretend. Yeah, hater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, there were certain things eventually that I had to move past that... That weren't addressed in that, but of course, yeah, everybody did. We, we developed our own style, so yeah, you learn more of like a push off for sure. It's, so. it's just that that stepping stone. You are to become the best fighter. Sometimes you gotta learn from different trainers. You know, just like become the best player, you gotta learn from different coaches. You know, why would you not learn from Phil Jackson and you know Coach Popovich? It doesn't make no fucking but sense. I feel, I feel like the the importance of that happening is that. It led you to try that different shit, and when, I feel like once you saw results, and once I saw results, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like, I, right, yo, this is like really a skill. We could do this. Yeah, and yeah. Then just, we just went into this fucking like rabbit hole of finding out how to get better. But you were her. already somewhat good with girls, like he. Yeah, around like eighth, ninth grade, I started. I, yeah, I dated a lot of different. Like I was, I was. Yeah, he was. I, a, like I broke out of my shell. Like at first, when I was sure. little, like that story I told earlier, I was just making ass of myself. But I really like grew into it around the end of middle school and the first year of high school. And I was like, all right, fuck this shit. And I just mm-hmm. started like talking to mad yeah, different yeah, girls. Yeah. It, it was. It's almost like it's almost like I fucking threw myself into the fire, or like jumped off the cliff. Or, like, when you jump into a pool, and it's you know it's going to be cold, but it's, like, the quicker you jump into it... Yeah, yeah, like pulling off a band-aid. Yeah, exactly. It was the same thing with me. I was, like, I just started... One day, I just 
one day it just flipped on me like i'm gonna just start talking to girls when i got here i wasn't actually like that much up there but i already had experience like i had made out with different chicks i had fucking all right you got a load of this fucking guy man this guy's yeah. like yeah i was only 12 million you made out with like four girls it wasn't that good like get the f- go but listen man i don't know man i'm just living in my reality i don't know exactly how other okay. people fucking experience their shit but to me it didn't seem like a big fucking deal prince of all saints over here <laughs> I didn't power know. levels i didn't know it was that hard man i didn't know <laughs> Nah, but yeah, when I met up with him, we were like 13, 14, and I had just had success. I was re- I was reading these lines, teasing, you know, and honestly, a big part of it was it inspired me to change myself, period. That's one thing that's a big thing, too, that I kind of overlook sometimes because you focus so much on how you got better with women. But in reality, it wasn't just that. I decided I, I was fat and shit. I had long hair. Yeah. I used to get confused for a girl. I literally I cut that shit off. I decided to take up sports. I forced myself to go to an after-school basketball program, which was intimidating, dude, because I'm a baby-faced Asian kid. I'm pretty much chubby, or I just got done being chubby, and I'm going to this after-school basketball program where there's these senior kids, these tall-ass black kids fucking almost dunking and shit, and I'm a (laughs) baby-faced Asian kid. Man, I still have my own. I got handles and shit, but... I forced myself to do that shit. I forced myself to start playing baseball and just getting out there and being physical. And I, 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 I cut out all fucking fast food. I was like, jump into the fucking fire. Yeah, man. man. I exactly what I did. I literally had a gallon jug of water. I marked off eight cups, and I was like, every day I'm gonna drink eight cups. I'm only gonna allow myself to have one glass of juice. I'm not gonna eat any fast food. I'm not gonna drink any soda, and I'm gonna try not to eat any pastries. I remember these rules to this day because that's how strict I was. I was so fucking serious, as, even at that age, at 12, 13. And when I finally started losing weight and I started, like, my body language got better, started becoming more confident from just playing these sports and whatnot and just pushing myself outside my comfort zone, one day I get put in the class and there's this cute-ass Macedonian girl with these big-ass titties, man. And she was tall and she was just pretty, dude. She was... a pretty fucking girl dude and she was at my table and i started leaning back more i started kind of teasing her a little bit just saying little cocky funny type of comments and just like oh you can't handle you couldn't handle me just i don't even remember really just little shit like that teases and whatnot and all of a sudden i could kind of see her reaction change towards me like i could kind of see the look in her like where her eyes kind of squint in interest a bit like like who do you think you are Next thing you know, we're talking on AIM and shit. Yeah, this was that long ago. Yeah. Fucking AIM. And I know all the white people back then were using MSN Messenger. That was like... A, yeah. all the Yeah, I remember all the white and bitches Dominicans on... MSN. Yeah, yeah. All the Hispanics from other countries. Yeah. That was a big thing. MSN for sure. A lot of, a lot of white chicks. Oh, male. Let me throw male. But yeah, yeah. Oh, male. Hot male. Oh, shit. That's funny. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. No, but yeah, um... And she became my first girlfriend and my first kiss. Oh, and, shit. And I met I met my boy shortly after, after he just spent three years off in Florida in some suburban school, living the you know, sitcom life and whatnot. He comes back here and and I'm just so hyped. I'm just like so ready to tell this dude about everything. So I'm telling him about all this shit. 
how I think it's like I like I just discovered some shit like Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. and I'm glad because he's actually like he's biting on it. I was expecting maybe he wasn't gonna be with it, but he was right on point. Like hell yeah, like bitches sounds good to me. <laughs> and from then on, man, it just sparked the journey spanning the last what's it been, man? Twelve, fourteen, getting old, man. Oh, he's twenty five now. 13, 14, like young OGs. Yeah, I came, I came back to the, I came back to and lived with my dad in Brooklyn when I was like 13. That's when we really linked up again. Yeah, I man. came to the Bronx. We really put ourselves we in the girls. fire because, yo, we went outside in the summertime alone at 13 trying to approach girls. Not just girls. We even approached some grown women. But we also yeah. took like three fucking hours of freezing up. Before we even made our first approach, it was shit was, and we were kids pushing ourselves like, I want to do this shit. I want to yeah. do this shit. That's how you know we were committed, bro. Like, that's how you get. That's how you get good at shit. You get fucking committed. You have to specialize in something really, at least for a little bit. A lot of people they don't want to. They don't want to think of chicks like that because you see TV and you see love and dating yeah. treated as like some enigmatic type of thing that you can't explain it. It's just. You just be you, and it falls into your lap like mm-hmm. magic. But it's like, dude, maybe that's the case for women, but not for you, not for dudes. You have to be more systematic with your shit. Now, you may not want to go to the extent that some of us do. That's totally cool. Like, I don't expect you to be trying to have fivesomes and shit if you don't want to have fucking fivesomes and shit. If you don't want to push for that. But <clears throat> what was I going with this? I kind of lost my thought. Of, uh, you don't want to have fivesomes. I just that don't make sense to my mind. <laughs> it's like man. it didn't even that shit broke you down <laughs> like a computer. Um, oh no! I, I, yeah, no. I wanted to just we really put ourselves in the water. I remember I got slapped twice in middle school in front of the whole fucking shit. class See for, that? for trying to tease a girl. But what happened was is. Okay, like one one example. One girl, she was this Peruvian girl, and she had a big butt, and I called her pancake butt. Oh, shit. <laughs> in my mind, I'm just teasing her, and it ain't too bad because in my mind, I'm like, she knows she doesn't have that. It's different. She had that. I wouldn't have, like, if she had no ass and she was cute, I would not be like, oh, you got a pancake butt, and thinking that's a good tease. That would be too much. I was thinking it was ironic because she doesn't. She didn't. She slapped the shit out of me. How dare you not tell me I have a big bubble butt, you motherfucker? Precisely. She slapped the shit out the back of my head from the whole class. Everyone laughed. Oh, shit. Of course they would. Mean-ass little kids. Yo, you see this shit? Little kids laughing. This is why we're so broken down by the time we're adults. (laughs) That's why men are so fucking broken down. Because since we're little, yo, we be getting fucking just abused. But go ahead. Nah, yeah, man. Slapped you in front of the class and... Oh, yeah, I just, and then that happened again from another chick. But I feel like it's just good having that shit happen early on because you don't, yeah, because you you can kill the bad habits early. And this isn't to say that if you're just hearing this now and you're in your 20s and you're like, fuck, I'm already like 23 and I'm a virgin. I I can't catch up. Nah, don't, don't think like that because at the end of the day, this isn't like a sport. You know what I mean? This isn't. It's more, I wouldn't say it's an art. That sounds kind of goofy, but it's more artistic rather than a strict XYZ thing. You don't have to yeah. feel like, like if you can't, you're not going to compete with LeBron James or some shit, right? But you don't need to score 20,000 buckets. You only need, you only have one dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just need to get good enough to get good with chicks. And that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that you need 
you just have to understand what are your bad habits and be able to correct them quickly. And that takes a certain level of social awareness that maybe you don't have. Maybe you can get consulting or maybe you can just, you know, do it the old-fashioned way and just learn and go out there on your own. But we did have an advantage, though, because we had each other, man. We got real lucky. I was about to say that. I was about to say that we got real lucky. Real lucky. We fucking had this realization mad fucking early. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because we could have... They try to do it the normal way, and then they end up yeah, yeah, yeah. later on in life, like, damn, what the fuck am I doing wrong? What's also tough is dudes who don't get a lot of chicks early, it's like you get into your 20s, and now you're just getting into your second and third serious girlfriend, yeah. and you're like 26. Yeah. So it's like you never experienced that early heartbreak. So now when it happens in your 20s, it's like whoa. the fucking walls are falling. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't like, but when you, we've been through so many ups and downs that it's like, I'm already, I like, this ain't nothing new. I already yeah, been Yeah, through like the only thing that could be new is like a fucking false rape allegation. That That's shit would be shit. horrible. God forbid, knock on wood, because I don't even want to speak the shit into existence. No, nah, but it's true. By, by by having both of us, we just had double the experience because there, there was literally so many times people where we would just be like, yo, bros, this chick is doing this. What should I do? Or what do you think? Or just yeah, back, back and, and forth. forth yeah. Like, yo, back and forth, back and forth. And by being able to just observe each other's different situations, it's just more accurate. It's just more a- It's just science, motherfuckers. It's just more accurate, more testing, more. Yo, it's so fucking crazy that... Fucking, I be having to show you sometimes like screenshots of that shit on Facebook. How they show you shit that you posted back in the past, and like, there's shit coming up from like seven, eight years ago when I was like sixteen, seventeen years Still old. Still relevant today. That's yeah. exactly relevant today, and it just just goes to show you how this shit doesn't change, and it's just like, and how much experience is worth. Because if once you go through that shit early. By the time you're our age, 25, 26, then you have this set philosophy and set yeah, yeah, experience yeah. and reference. Like, reference is everything. Reference can set your fucking philosophy. Exactly. Like, reference is so important. I won't necessarily make the same mistakes that I made when I was 15, 16, just starting out with this shit. And Yeah, how you, man? And that's how it helped me, like, going through that shit at that time. Yeah, early on you might be like, hey, she got a lower back tattoo, whatever. She's just peeing her. <laughs> Later on you're like, oh, uh, I know what this is. Yeah, this takes me back to a fucking experience. I... You already know what it is. The more reference experience you have, the more you know what you do not fuck with. The more, the quicker you learn that, the quicker you just weed chicks that are going to give you a headache in the future. Because dudes who, you're not, if you're not in abundance with women... How can you choose the right partner? You just, the first pretty girl you see, you think of it as some magical part of nature that destiny, this just, every girl that you attract is the next possible wife. Yeah, man. When you, so like when you don't get a lot of girls, when you're not very good at talking to girls, the first girl you meet that actually listens, like actually gives you attention and like gives you that, that thing that you've been craving for so long, you want to fuck grab her by a vice grip and like okay yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it i'm staying right here because you're, you're yep. so scared that you can't do it again that i think the one of the biggest things is like our goal wasn't to get a woman it yeah. wasn't like oh my god we're losers we just want a girlfriend it wasn't that our goal was to get 
to the best we could be. Like some Ash Ketchum shit. I want to yeah. be the. We just wanted to get good with women. Like that was the main goal. When you make that the goal, yeah. that should be the goal. Not I want to get a girlfriend because then that just means like like you said like the first chick you see that gives you. A little bit of nookie, you're gonna get so hooked. Yeah, even if you don't want to fuck it up, you're gonna fuck it up. Yeah, you you're don't have revert back to the yeah, same hell yeah, unattractive shit. You and and you also don't have enough reference to know to recognize certain behaviors that are toxic. Like to you, exactly. Like, especially a lot of societal shit. Like if some chick goes out with her friends every weekend, and you're not that type of dude, you might just think, oh, well, she's just that type of person. We're just, you know, that's just thing. And then when you get, but when you experience, you know, dude. Yeah. That's not the chick for you, son. You you don't need a chick that's going out with her friends getting drunk every fucking weekend and you're at home like, okay, hit me up after you're done, suck a dick, baby. Like, that shit. <laughs> nah, bro, just certain. But those are certain little things where somebody could just be like, yo, you're being so insecure. What the fuck? Blah, 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 blah. Bunch of bullshit. No, my. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm sorry. Because it sounds like I'm being square right now. Because that's the thing. It's like a full circle type of thing. You start off wanting to be a super pimp player and you super open-minded, super like open sexuality with chicks. I'm not judging bitches. I love hoes. I'm like, let's go, whatever. But then when you get older, you realize these like whores are immoral. So as you get older, you're just like, damn, I I do want to weed them out a little bit. That's why I used to be... Like, when certain shy dudes were like, yo, I don't want to have these kinds of chicks, I'd be like, yo, stop being a bitch. Like, you just scared to go to a party. And I do feel like if you don't even go to one party and you say you hate parties, you are being a little bit of a bitch. Mm. But that being said, I'm also not the type to subscribe to, oh, like, you should go after girls. They're girls, too. It's like, no, dude, if you're not a party, dude, what the fuck are you doing at a club with drunk bitches? Shit make no fucking sense whatsoever. Don't. It's not about being normal with society. Nah, fuck that shit. That that was one of the things I just learned big time is your own standards. Because once you do a bunch of crazy shit, now you know these are my standards. Everyone else is just going by the standards of society because they're in scarcity. They don't have enough reference experience. You don't have to make any mistakes because we already made them all for you, my nigga. <laughs> shit. <sighs> yeah, man. We've had back, cops man. called to our fucking house, man. We've... All kind of crazy shit. You know, chicks have ran away from home when we were young. Got the police calling my house. I'm like, bitch, I don't. She left. I don't <laughs> got no. I ain't kidnapped this bitch. All types of crazy shit. Yo, man, it's actually scary. You're. It's scary when you're young when you go through all that drama because we was going through a lot of drama. Like, and since we're dudes, automatically any situation with a girl, they're looking at you like a predator. But the whole time you're like, "Hey, man, I'm a fucking kid too. Shit, I just got out of middle school, man. Like, damn." You know, I was kind of, was kind of blessed that my mom, she's really young. Like, she had me really young when she was 21 years old. They must have my older sister when she was like 18, and. Since she came over here from Dominican Republic to New York when she was really young, she got kind of, she got more of a swagger to her. And I owe a lot to my mom for that, for giving me that, like, that swagger when I was growing up. She showed me a lot of shit, too, yeah, growing yeah. up. What? Like, she, uh, she's actually the reason, too, she's actually one of the reasons, too, that I decided to fucking try to be more social and shit. Because she would be like, yo, go outside, like. She would, she would always just see me home playing video games in my room and 
fucking like a vampire if she opened the curtains i'm fucking like <laughs> crawling under the bed to get away from the sunlight and shit and she would be like yo like you know do something like some make some friends get a girlfriend blah 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 and you know what yeah, that was like a real wake-up call because yeah, she yeah. was like mad intuitive to shit and i appreciate that that's actually when i actually got my first real serious girlfriend that i mentioned earlier like 12 13 whatever yeah, mama dukes pushed yeah, you pushed to, me yo. into the fire man my mom's <laughs> Big ups to moms, yo. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, man. Your mom's awesome, bro. Always treating me like another son. I think the biggest lesson that I ultimately pull from all this is to make your goal to be better with women, man. And and if you want to get good with girls, you got to make that shit the goal. But also, no, no. I all will say right one thing, too, though. Like, because we focus so much on the, the chick side, you don't give enough credence to all the shit we put. All the work we put outside of just getting, because it wasn't just getting good with girls. It was, it was just the whole process. Because it's like, how are you gonna be three hundred pounds with acne and greasy hair? Like, okay, I'm gonna get good with girls. It's like you kind of gotta take care of that shit first, you exactly. know? Exactly. Like they're not fucking robots either. It's not like you're gonna enter this code into it and then automatically she's gonna react how you want to react. It comes a lot with yourself too. Like first, it starts with yourself. Fuck the bitches. That comes later on. That's true. Matter of fact, yeah, that's so true. Fuck, that, fuck. Because, yeah, before I ever spoke to chicks, I was like, yo, I got to lose weight. I wasn't necessarily... I, I no, nah, I'm not going to lie. I, I was doing both at the same time. I was trying to do both. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm not trying to tell you, be a fucking Buddhist monk for the next five years while you get yeah. your... And don't ever talk to bitches ever because you're like, well, in 12 months when I hopefully don't get hit by a car, then I'll go approach it. I'm not saying yes. that shit. But... You know, you definitely, it's... The point is, like, you gotta, like, build... It's a catalyst. You gotta yeah. build, like, a fucking framework for yourself first. And I feel like the girls come with that. Like, if you build a good core of, like, your own fucking morals and your own beliefs and your own... I don't want to say alpha. Alpha is not it. It's not alpha either. It's, like, it's more of a respect for yourself and for life. A respect for life. Then I feel like girls respect it and they... You can call that alpha. I mean, it all depends. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like once you once you fix the things within yourself that that make that give that build the built bad habits that you have, then the girls come along with it. You know what I mean? Like it's a cause and effect thing. It's not just yo. My number one thing is to like X Y Z get good with girls. I'm gonna I'm gonna do game. It's not just game. It's just like a whole bunch of shit. It's like. It's your lifestyle. It starts with everything. It's not just game. Like with me, like with us, it started first with just learning technical game. But then eventually now what has turned into what have we been talking about lately? Lately we've been talking about cutting off bad toxic women from our life. Cause that shit yeah, that yeah, shit that uh -huh. we were taught, you know, that's besides game. It's not just Yeah, yeah. That's how you could tell not to be shitting on anybody, but that's how you could tell a lot of the age on certain dating coaches, certain dating coaches, you can tell that they have a lot of years in the game because they always they talk about certain things that's more nuanced or outside of just, hey, bro, you got a DHV and then you got to do this. And then yeah. you're like, man, anybody could read that robot shit. I'm glad that technical shit is absolutely necessary. And you, fuck yeah. Advanced shit. Fuck yeah. But 
when you get good after a while, you start looking at just why why is this? You know what I mean? Like it isn't just exactly. okay, this is what causes the results. You start thinking like, why is that? What's like the deeper underpinning meaning behind the shit other than just that's why we focus so much on duality. That's like to, that's like one of the that's one of the biggest secrets to attraction and dating and to life itself that we haven't been told by society is that we live in a half half reality of sun and night. That's why ultimately all the frustration with dudes comes in with women because all dudes are like women say they want a nice guy, they want positivity, but when I give them positivity, what happens? They they don't like it. Their vagina gets dry. It doesn't do anything. But whether that means they have to be evil, they have to be some evil bitches. Because mm-hmm. how how do you need evil to get your pussy wet? You must be an evil bitch. But in reality, we're just dualistic creatures. The same way you can't go to a movie and just see a bunch of positive shit. You have to have a rise and fall. Like that's just naturally how life is. It's life and death and male and female. And even during sex, you're not just affectionate. You're also aggressive. It's the affection and aggressiveness. That's ultimately where the frustration with dudes come in because we don't know what to do what. You're supposed to lead. You're supposed to... All the dating coaches, they just go, oh, you know, be confident, but don't be, you know, don't be too needy, but show her some affection, but then be... And, and exactly. it just leaves dudes like, what the fuck? Why? Like, why do I have to do this big song and fucking dance? And they don't have an answer. The only answer they have is, well, because, you know, she'll get sick of you and, you know, yeah. you'll get sick of people just naturally and... There's no answers because we're fucking dualistic. You can never just be happy. You can never. You have to be able to cause both. Once you can master negative and positive energy with bitches sexually, mentally, and socially, verbally, that's it, bro. You're set for life. You can, you can, you can see her get angry, and you're like, man, I could turn this anger into her pussy getting wet like this easily. Like you know how to handle any situation because you've seen both sides of bitches, and you recognize that chicks are gonna have both of those sides to them. That fucking extends to everything. That's why we have the relationship that we have. Because it's like how you just brought the technical aspect of it. And how you do need the technical aspect of it. And just how I just naturally just lean towards fixing yourself within first. And all this other shit. But it's like the reality is that you need both in a situation. And you just summed that shit up perfectly yeah man that's why you like, do you don't believe if hey if you're saying they're going i don't know about this new agey which is dualistic yeah. no dude you don't <laughs> believe me you have a left brain and a right brain literally you got a little you literally got a logical side and a and a creative side google that shit motherfucker yeah like when you try to remember shit your eyes will literally go up and to the left it'll it like you there are magicians who literally have whole magic routines. I know because I actually used to do a little magic when I was younger and shit. Back in my nerdy days, there's routines where dudes will literally have a whole routine where they're predicting what people are lying or not based on where their eyes are moving because it's like an unconscious thing. So you have that logical side and you have that creative side and you got to master both. You got to match with these bitches. I guess you could say they're schizophrenic, man. <laughs> You got to master both without going insane, of course, which is, you know, it's a challenge in itself, even even for someone who's experienced, because, you know, after a while, you, you kind of you lose the fire to deal with drama. That's why I think as we got older, we started focusing more on weed and toxic chicks out because it's just like 
as you get older, you're not going to have the patience to deal Yo, with that shit. This is going to sound crazy to a fucking 30-year-old, 35-year-old, 40-year-old guy who's like, what the fuck y'all talking about? Y'all 25 years old talking about as we get older. But it's like, just like we said earlier, you know, niggas started so early that, trust me, man, it's only you can only be good at game for so long before you start to have that feeling where you're like, yo, it's not just about the numbers, man. It's not just about fucking a thousand bitches anymore, man. It's it's like, it starts to drain you almost. Like, that's another aspect of game that people don't talk about. People people always talk about the positive sides of fucking getting good with women. It's like, yeah, you're gonna fuck a hundred girls, all the girls you want. Any beautiful girl you want. No, everything's gonna be fucking roses and fucking mm-hmm. rainbows and shit. But then you fuck those a hundred beautiful bitches you wanna fuck. And one of them keys your car, or one of them fucking call the cops on you, or one of them gets really get under your skin, or one of them is just a toxic ass person who oh, yeah. is not good for you. One so, of them gives you an STD, motherfucker. What, yo, you that's know what I'm saying. One? That that sh- just that that alone, <laughs> that alone, you could fucking turn you off for a long fucking time from doing that's shit. That's another way to bring it back to not only being it. It being about bitches, not only being about bitches, because there's some bad shit that comes along with that, too, man. It's about getting quality women, girls that really, you know, share your fucking values and shit like that. Yeah, we're not saying that there's no motherfucking maidens out there, because that's the point. That's what we said, that we're they're dualistic. That's why... That's why you got that. You know what? That's a big fucking reason why the red pill and MGTOW has a came about. Because if you think about it, mm-hmm. before the internet, there was no books on dating. There was no, you know, you know how you can have math and science or mm-hmm. biology. There's thousands of books. There, there's no thousands of books. What the fuck are you gonna read? Like Casanova's Diary or some shit. There's no real like material on attracting women the opposite sex. Before the internet. So when the internet occurred, it was just naturally a big problem for men. So the, the market's just naturally going to come about. So when the internet came about, dudes finally started coming together and formulating ideas that worked based on just everyone's experience put together over the whole fucking world. The internet, yeah. you know, that, that symbiotic nature of just everyone communicating at once. But the problem was things began to get very markety. And when when it comes to business, everyone plays it safe because no one wants to brand their business with something negative. But since we're dualistic creatures, since we're sun and night, and since these bitches are half crazy, these coaches don't address that shit. So when these dudes go out there, they deal with all this bullshit, and then all these coaches just go, oh, it's because you're not being alpha enough. It's because you're not taming her enough. It's because they never address the fact that these bitches are half fucking crazy and that's how the red pill comes out and it ends up with a lot of animosity like yo these dudes are just being fucking fake they're not addressing the fact that these bitches ain't shit and it's not that they ain't shit or it is that they ain't shit but it's like it's half and half you just have to understand their nature (laughs) yeah bro it's like yeah man you just have to understand their their nature they do when their energy is for you they're willing to do way more than a lot of dudes are, are willing to admit, but it's true when their energy is not with you, when they when they not when their pussy don't get wet for you, man. They can be as cold as ice, man. You you all know that. That's ultimately where all the bitterness and the resentment comes from because you think their love is just it's like it's not like yours. 
you know? And it's just a way of coming to acceptance with that ultimately shit. We sound like some young veterans, man. We got fucking PTSD. Yo, man, bitches, this man. is trauma. You fucking hear this PTSD, trauma? Man. Fuck an infield. <laughs> you can't make this trauma up. Yo, we this sound was... so fucking broken down by these fucking bitches, <laughs> man. This, this is, is what we about how to get women. We over here having life philosophy. Yeah. Nah, because that's ultimately what it comes down to. That's why when we yeah. started this channel, it was about unleashing your best with women and beyond. Not... And beyond the fucking alien bitches. And beyond is in your life itself. Because for me, for us, this was a catalyst. It, originally, what happened was this was a catalyst for me to get better with my life. I lost weight. But you know what happened in my teenage years? I got so good. But I'm not just going to blame it solely on that. It's also the environment, the shit I was around, like mm-hmm. just being in the hood a lot. There's yeah. negative shit around. You pick up bad habits like smoking weed. I was... I put on the identity that I'm going to be the exact opposite of the Asian kid. I'm going to be this hood kid. I'm going to be fucking these bitches all over the city in Manhattan. You know what an ego that is? Because no one here is doing what we're doing. No one is like fucking white chicks and then fucking big booty Spanish chicks and then fucking black chicks. And then going between both and you get that identity. And I'm going to be honest. I was smoking blunts and I was popping pills like a motherfucker. And it got to a point where... I was consuming so much stimulation from yeah. bitches, from pills, from drugs, from just parties, from having fun all the time, that you crash and burn, and then you realize, fuck, like, what was the point of this? This was originally a catalyst exactly. to get my life together. It ended up taking me into And then, yeah, it just ended up, you just ended up getting way... I'm not going to say, oh, we got too good early and it ruined us, because it wasn't just that. It was a lot of shit around us, but... It definitely didn't help. It just was a way to easily become addicted and to, you know, just fuel you being a shitty person getting through the day. Like, because women are the same way. Because they all like women, since women always need stimulation, it's easier for you to get caught up in that fucking tornado of of stimul stimulation seeking. Yeah, yeah. Because you know when I mean? you fuck around our bitches, you think, oh, I'm fuck- I'm getting all this pussy, but it's like, dude, you're not getting pussy. You're giving dick. Because they could get dick all day. When you nut, you giving up your life force. Because I know you know how you feel when you nut. And it ain't the same, bro. You nut five times. You you probably can't run around your living room five times without being out of breath, motherfucker. So when we started this channel, that's why there's all this self-improvement shit. Because ultimately, it's not just about the bitches. It's not. Even though I know the title of the podcast is How to Get Women. And the channel's called Seduction Unleashed. Seduction in- inherently is involves women and men, but at the same time, though, you have to realize that all that shit ties into each other. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying what social situations we decide to put ourselves in, the type of women that we decide to put around us, the type of just the type of things that we decide to do with our time all affect each other. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. If the type of girls affect that you fuck with affect what you do with your free time. What you do with your free time affects what the girls you meet. Exactly. It's all it's all goes in tandem together. So exactly, that's our fucking goal to like have a way of bringing all that shit together and just improving in all regards. Yeah, man, living your best. Technically, life. you could say it's not even the best strategy because you splitting up your audience possibly because. But we couldn't. I can't sit here and just talk about bitches all day and how to get bitches and never. Because it, for me, it was a, 
it wasn't just about that. It was about that, but I felt like I wanted to improve myself in every fashion. Like, I like pushing myself. I grew up loving to watch Vegeta and DBZ pushing himself. I always thought, like, man, I want to push myself physically. I want to push myself socially to get out there, women-wise. And, and now I'm at the point where it's like women are... Of course, bad bitches is always going to be relevant in life. I'm active out here. We out here. But at the end of the day, it's not that same, like, oh, my God, I got to wait women. Now I could, like, I could be in the crib and I could just find some dope anime series and I watch this shit for two weeks in the crib. I'm not, like, freaking the fuck out. I could call some bitches over mm-hmm. here and there, but it's not, like, some crazy shit no more. Because once you have that abundance mentality, you're good, man. It's the cherry on top, the catalyst to let to just pick you up in the morning say hey man pussy is a nice catalyst but that's what it should be used as a catalyst not the sole thing you're basing your life around exactly because at the end of the day too though it's almost if you're too thirsty for pussy that shit is gonna work against you period it's true you're gonna end up you know what i'm saying you're gonna end up it's gonna end up counterproductive to what you set out to do in the first place yeah it's kind of like the Tony Scarface quote, you know, first you get the power and then you yeah. get the woman. The only problem with that is, while you get in the power, you do need to be talking to some bitches. You can't just yeah. be over here artistic as fuck, <laughs> building an empire, then you're 40 years old, you yeah. can't even talk to a bitch without having a heart attack, and now you're like, all right, now I'm going to learn now to I'm get, gonna now I'm going to get better. Yeah, that's, just, that's not a good idea. So do all this shit at once. Hit the gym if you're out of shape. Even if you're not out of shape and you think that you're in shape, hit the gym anyway. Get healthy. Eat healthier. If you're not very social, put yourself out there. Jump into the fucking fire the same way that uh, Jin did, the same way that I did. Jump into the fire right away. Fucking try to get better with women. Try to get better in all regards. Try to get better with money. Try to get better with fucking everything that you can. Now, it may seem kind of hard to juggle all of it at once. And sometimes you may have to focus on one more than another thing. Maybe you're just like, okay, let me just focus on my working out for the next two months. And I will try to push myself socially. I'll try to talk to strangers. But, you know, incrementally. And also, when you have setbacks, understand that duality, baby. That's what this life is about. That's That's why everyone's fighting to be happy. But maybe you're not supposed to be happy. Maybe you're supposed to be both. Maybe you can't be happy about feeling negative. That's what it comes down to with women, right? You just want to be happy with them, but you always inevitably deal with that other side. So it's about knowing how to control that and being aware of both of you and knowing how to read these crazy bitches. Because if you don't know how to read these bitches, they're going to read you. And you it's not going to be a good time. So with that being said, and that starts, bro. the plateaus with the peaks. And continue on your journey to get better in all regards. And in 15 years' time, the same way that I feel like Jin and I live in abundance when it comes to women. And we never feel like we're, we never feel like we can't get a girl. Yeah. We feel like we have a chance for any girl. Part of the reason we specialize with women is because we focus so much on that. It's like we had 99 problems, but bitches weren't any of them. It was like everything else that was a fucking problem. This is the one thing that was like so not a fucking problem. The constant. Yeah, so so when it comes to self-improvement shit, like, yo, we're on this journey with you guys too. That shit is never ending. Never fucking ending. Because you're always going to have days where you wake up 
And you're like, man, where the fuck am I? Uh, I gotta go to the gym. Or I gotta, and you're always fighting. We gonna be here fighting with you every step of the fucking way. Period. So take your plateaus with your peaks. And with that being said, until next time, guys. Peace. Peace.